Welcome to Portal to Ascension Radio. Together we will embark on a journey of awakening and exploration. I'm your host and the founder of Portal to Ascension, Neil Gore. Since 2008, we have been dedicated to providing a stream of awareness on a range of empowering and consciousness-raising topics. Through our events, webinars, conferences, retreats, and workshops, we bring together a community of researchers, spiritualists, archaeologists, consciousness explorers, and other experts who share their knowledge and insights. Our platform serves as a resource for discovering the ancient origins of humanity, unraveling the truth of the extraterrestrial presence, holistic wellness, exposing hidden truths, and expanding our awareness beyond the third dimension. On our YouTube channel, you will find full-length presentations and interviews that dive deeper into all you experience on this podcast. Search for Portal to Ascension on YouTube. On Portal to Ascension Radio, we feature captivating discussions, interviews, and presentations. Our guests are all featured on our website, portaltoascension.org, where you can sign up to receive free access to hundreds of presentations covering that diverse awareness we explore. Portal to Ascension Radio is here to guide you on this extraordinary quest as we shift into the next octave of existence. We appreciate and love you. Let's get into today's discussion. A few days ago was the Ultimate Starbeams Conference. However, it's an evergreen event. It's timeless. So you can go ahead and in every single place where you connect with Portal to Ascension, we have the link in the description, in the comments pinned, in our bio on Instagram, and on our website under upcoming events, go ahead and tune in there because what we're going into, what we're going to be experiencing is four days, eight to nine hours a day of moving the conversation to the messages from the stars rather than, you know, who are, what is that light in the sky? Is this some sort of advanced weapon from China? Moving it into really um, the understanding that we're not alone in the universe, something that's going to be the norm, what's going to be accepted by all of society in the near future. Pretty soon, every child, if not even right now, is going to be born into a world where they're raised with not the possibility, but the knowing that we're not alone in the universe. So it's important for us to move it from a fear perspective into really expansion of consciousness. What does this mean for us and what is happening on this planet? How are we connected to the stars? So we're doing panels today in order to have these conversations and discussions from the speakers that will be at the Ultimate Starbeams Conference and we'd love for you to be a part of this event. We're going to be live on all these channels we're live on right now. We're live on Seeking Heaven, Tamara's channel, Joan of Angels, New Realities, Portal to Ascension, and our Instagram as well, and some other platforms. So if you're interested in signing up and being part of the webinar room, go to portaltoascension.org and you can sign up there. And let's get as many people as possible because this isn't just an event, a conference. This is us as beacons of frequency. We receive the information, the awareness. We tap into it together. We meditate and send it out into the universe to actualize this reality of true harmonic disclosure of, you know, many things when it comes to the fact that we're not alone in the universe and what that means for humanity. So check it out there. And so now I'm just going to segue. We're going to segue right into the panel today. I'm going to go ahead and bring Deborah Juicy on. And Deborah has been, you know, she's done every Ascension panel that we've had on Portal Ascension since 2018. And she has been one of the biggest supporters for Portal Ascension. She's one of, I would say, a pioneer in this awareness, not only really being here in the, in the beginning of the evolution of this awareness appeal to where we are now, but also supporting so many um, practitioners, so many presenters and researchers that are not only you know starting out trying to get their awareness out to the masses, but also some of the real big um, um, 
cornerstones, people that are the cornerstones of this movement. She's been assisting, you know, uh, in the background for most of the time, but now also in the foreground to really help people get this awareness out to many, many, you know, more people in the world so that we can actually make some positive shifts. So I'm going to go ahead and bring Deborah on now and then we'll get into the panel. Hey, Deborah, welcome. Hello, Neil, and welcome everyone to what's going to be an amazing panel as we're going to do a deep dive into my favorite topic, which is the personal and planetary ascension that's taking place on the planet right now. And with this panel, it's going to be very special because we're going to discuss it within the frame of the dynamic support of our galactic star families because they're very much involved in the ascension process as well. And isn't this amazing times? I'm actually really excited, even though there's so much chaos, so much dysfunction going on. These are really evolutionary times. And if you're listening to this panel now, you've got a head start because you understand the incredible evolution that's taking place on the world right now. Not only is disclosure and general acceptance of the awareness of our star families at an all time high, but it's primed to continue to escalate so that at some point it's going to be an accepted understanding in our mainstream humanity and potentially in our lifetime, as it has been with other ancient lifetimes, we can evolve to consciously participate and interact with our galactic community. Um, so I'm going to give an overview here and before we start the panel. And as we experienced in 2020 with the pandemic, the world went into lockdown, but I call it a global spiritual inquiry and retreat because really the whole world shut down, got to look at themselves and go to, into an accelerated spiritual process of really beginning the awakening. And what we also experienced was unprecedented um, planetary shifts and tremendous upheavals, which we're still experiencing and the escalation of disclosure and mass exposure to hidden truths such as mass UFO phenomenon and also the dysfunction in our society and governments coming up to the surface and also understanding ancient civilizations had more knowledge and technology than we presently have and so much more. So what has really happened, it's triggered a global healing crisis. So everything that is dysfunctional comes up to the service and surface everything that is not of the higher vibration that we're evolving towards comes up to be revealed and then it can be healed and so it's just like a personal healing crisis where all the toxins come up to the surface and you feel extremely sick at that stage so that's what society is going through now and we call this the purification phase and this is really necessary for the process of ascension and as below, as above, so below, what's happening on the planet is happening internally in all of us because it's all interconnected. So we have this opportunity for our personal ascension. And if you haven't noticed, a lot of what is dysfunction in your life comes up right in your face to be revealed and healed. And that's the process we're all in right now as we evolve towards the next stage of becoming the divine human in the new earth. So I want to set a context briefly of what we mean by ascension, because a lot of times people hear that word and it conjures up so many various ideas of how it's used before. So I'll give a basic definition and the panelists are going to go very deep into this for you. 
But what I say, what I see is ascension is an accelerated spiritual process that's currently taking place within all planetary life forms at this specific cosmic evolutionary cycle. Within us, it's a step-by-step process of spiritual awakening, and it results as an up-leveling into the higher dimensional existence in quantum consciousness. There's a gradual healing and clearing of dense trauma, ancestral patterning, activation of the light body, and you evolve into what is called fifth dimensional or higher dimensional frequencies, and you cultivate a clear connection with your higher self and you experience deep soul embodiment. What we're talking about is coming and living and manifesting in a state of oneness. So we've all heard that. So what does a planetary ascension mean? So what we're talking about is this incredible time where many planetary cycles within planetary cycles are happening right now. And this has been prophesized for so many in so many religions, spiritual traditions, mystics, prophets, as a revealing of humanity's evolution into the new earth. Uh, Some people call it the second coming of Christ, the golden age, rainbow prophecy, age of Aquarius, and many star seeds have come to the planet now, light leaders, angelics are all here now to assist us. So the good thing is that in the last three years with all this chaos, millions of people have woken up all over the world. And I see this and everywhere I go, there's more and more people waking up to their divine inheritance and going on the ascension path. So really, and and this is a time when star families are coming closer and closer to us to assist us. So it's really showtime. And if you are incarnated now and you got a ticket to be on Mother Earth right now, you really lucked out because this is a time when so many souls want to be on the planet now. And again, many of the star families are here to help. And we're so fortunate today that we have an esteemed panel to really dive deep and to understand even more what this ascension planet process is, what the planetary ascension is, and how the star family is here to support it. Who are they and what is their role? So now I want to bring on uh, some of the panelists and start asking some questions. So these are people that I love and adore. They've been on the path (laughs) and they are here to serve. Their whole life is about service and service to the awakening. So I'll introduce them one by one. And I want to start out with the first question. Can you give me your overview of what you experienced the ascension process to be? Personal, planetary, and how the galactics interface with that? And I know a lot of you have had some experience directly with the galactics. So I'd love to know, go deeper dive into what is this ascension process? People, people, mainstream people look and say, everything's falling apart, but actually I'm really excited because I think we're building to the next level. And so I want to instill that awareness and hope and consciousness. So I want to start out with Sandra Walter because she is one of the Ascension teachers that's been around for the long time. I know in 2012, when I did another level of my own awakening, I looked for all the Ascension teachers and not many were there, but Sandra was there. She was there and she was figuring out next levels of what's happening because everything's been evolving and evolving and evolving. And she stays on the cutting edge. 
She's an ascension guide. She's a way shower. She has many courses and articles. Um, she has a whole online community where she does retreats and ongoing meditations. She's always on the cutting edge. And some people don't know, she's very connected with the galactics as well as part of understanding their role. So Sandra, I wanna bring you on and just have you give us your understanding of what's going on with the personal and planetary ascension and our galactic families. Oh, thank you so much, sister. Blessings, everyone. My goodness, the ascension process, I suppose I should start. Uh, I've been an ascension guide in service since 1999. So I've been able to kind of watch and track the ascension process and all the changes that the process itself goes through. And just to be clear, when it comes to whether or not you believe in galactics, it's, it's not really... Um, it's not really applicable to this conversation. We literally would not be having the Ascension conversation without the interaction or connection with our star family and all the channels and all the information that has been given uh, throughout thousands and thousands of years about this time in our collective evolution and our collective Ascension, where we would go through a transformational process that would take us from carbon-based to carbon silica and into a silica-based structure. And it literally is just a way to allow more of your spirit and pure source consciousness and actual light intelligence to exist in the form and then transform these realities together. So we learn how to be creator beings again. We learn how to open our heart and recalibrate the DNA. We learn how to embody unity consciousness again. And that process, like I, I have contact since I was a child, and that process is a timeline experience, multiple timeline experiences, that the more we shed the density and the more just cosmic light coming from without and coming from within through Gaia, it actually changes our perception. And of course, a lot more of our beingness exists in spirit than it does in form. So all of a sudden you start getting this expansive experience of being a lot more uh, larger, having a lot more information than in the past. And that in itself is a huge part of this ascension process that we're all going through. Gaia on the trajectory of becoming a spiritual son. There's a lot going on at the same time. But our personal ascension experience can reflect the larger cosmic operation of ascension throughout this process. Wow. Thank you, Sandra. And, and what is your experience with the galactics? Can you say a little bit about the galactic connection in this ascension process? Sure. Well, I've had a connection with my star family since I was very young. However, the more expanded that I get, and the more that I actually embody my I am presence or my, my highest self or this Christed self and this Christed heart, the more you can see the kind of fractal nature of peering through this beautiful fractal of a source that all of us are, and kind of seeing other realms other time periods, other expressions as just part of the unified self. So it, it ends the separation between us and the galactics 
and the people who have like a pure contact experience or a direct conduit experience start uh, having the experience of, oh, I am just talking to other aspects of myself. And that's going to be important as we walk through this period where a lot of um, uh, lower agendas or, or miscreations kind of get exposed and dissolve rather quickly. But we're all very mindful of the different expressions that have been portraying parts of our consciousness that were there to serve certain timelines that are now going away. So my experience is with stars directly, um, being a gatekeeper, a star gatekeeper. So I actually experienced star consciousness as, um, as a presence, as well as the beings that use that energy to kind of create a reality or create a planetary consciousness or realms like what we exist in right now. Beautiful. Oh, we lost you, Deborah. Okay, thank you for that overview. And thank you for laying the groundwork of this very vast experience and subject. And now I want to invite Akurla Melchizedek on. You have also been an incredible way shower, just spearheading the consciousness around DNA and ascension. Uh, she teaches people how to access genetic information in their holographic blueprints to live at their highest potential. And you as well have been doing this work forever and definitely on mission to evolve our consciousness to understand how the DNA is such an important part of the ascension process. So I'd love to know how you explain this expanded evolutionary accelerated process we're going through now and any relationship you can share with us of the galactics. Thank you so much. It's such a great honor to be here and to speak for uh, a greater coll genetic collective and uh, a genetic inheritance that I think a lot of us have already tapped into. So thank you so much for, for all of this. And about nine years ago, I had a, an experience with a group of beings that came and uh, basically showed me how to rewrite my DNA. And so showed me that the layers of the DNA and what we, we call uh, strands of DNA each have a conscious pattern to our the way that we incarnate, the way that we conduct matter, innate matter, have a physical body, have a physical presence, and have a multidimensional presence. So the way that uh, I was shown was how to go directly into the strands of DNA and basically clear uh, any types of blockages that, that there are, any types of densities that there are. And what I figured out the way that density is, is that we have infinite potential and possibility at all times. And when we are creating, when we're creating at the highest, we expand that infinite potential and possibility. But you know, when we uh, believe in something that is more than ourself, that we give our power away, we believe in something that's not true, what happens is we start to, to collapse uh, timelines. We start to collapse and it becomes density, dense, rich. So this is where that density that people feel comes from. It's collapsing multidimensional choice points into one point that then closes for us to go back and then open back up to accentuate again the glory of who we are and the truth of who we are. So 
one of the things that I'd like to, to talk about, which I love that um, Sandra said, our uh, galactic inheritance, because I do feel that we have a galactic, a galactic inheritance. And one of the things that I've been exploring right now is this aspect of mitochondrial DNA. And what this really means is about uh, us being attached to stars, like we are creating the stars, our consciousness is the same, but there, the, con the word constellation actually means, uh, I, is not so much about stars, but a constant installation. So a constant in stars through our body. So when we think of photons of light through the body or the light body, that this, this is actually a stellar concept. The stars that we are communicating with and that we are, that we are creating, are actually coming and connecting into a corridor of experience. So if you think of it as like um, a tuning mechanism that starts happening, right? The tuning becomes like a sonar of a, of a, uh, a soulscape, a soulscape from star to star. And that becomes like a, the way that we have tele, um, uh, teleportation and also telecommunication with other beings. So this is how we are really communicating is this stellar aspect, this uh, stellation of consciousness through the body, through our genetics, with stars and other planetary collectives. Wow. <laughs> Thank you so much for expanding our consciousness, our knowledge, and our reality of what we're going to be involved in more and more as we go on this path. And that is going to become part of our knowledge base of how to function in the universe. That's incredible. Deborah, before you continue, just want to jump in here. Um, just a logistical thing. There's a little feedback from your microphone. So after you ask the question, if you can mute Deborah, we'll we'll stop the feedback. Okay. Great. Um, so I'd like to bring Phil on now. Phil is another one of those beings who's been on the evolutionary path forever. He's knowledgeable about so many things. He is known worldwide as um, a planet's foremost teacher of sacred geometry, of light language, of the indigo children, the Magdalene mysteries, advanced healing system, cosmic history, almost anything you ask him, he can pull out of his brain and I think the whole Akashic records to access the knowledge. So Phil, can you share with us your viewpoint of what's going on with this accelerated evolutionary process happen now and our connection with the galactics? Sure. First, a little disclaimer. Um, I do. I wear a denture on on top, a full denture. The moral the moral of that story is snowboarding and heavily tripping on psychedelics is a very it's, it's a it's a little risky. That's how I lost a lot of my front teeth. So that's the moral of that story. Um, and it, uh, my denture got accidentally thrown in the garbage the other day. So uh, I think I look kind of elfin though, without without that top thing. So it hurts a little bit. Um, I'll do I'll do the best I can though. This panel, the vibe is just so coherent and so wonderful. And to help balance this unbelievably divine feminine goddess energy, what a responsibility, let me tell you. But it's just it's just beautiful. Thank you so much for inviting me on this panel. 
throughout human evolution, I mean, interdimensional races have brought teachings to Earth in order to what? To influence and direct the course of evolution, Earth-human evolution. There were, I like to start with sort of like the, the larger context and then move it into our individual role in the ascension process. I, we believe that there are three primary interdimensional visitor races involved with pre-ancient human culture. Uh, these three races collectively are known as the Branau, and they are collectives gestalts from what we call harmonic universes four and five. These are dimensions 10, 11, and 12, the avatars, the Buddhas, Christed ones, and density five, dimensions 13 and 14 and 15, uh, known collectively as the Rishi. These are beings of, of pure light, pure radiation. These three Branau orders were, are the three founders races that seeded life into our, into our time matrix during, and this is just the last seeding of life into our time matrix 950 billion years ago, 13.7 billion years. I don't think so. The uh, Brennau order races, they have, we have, and when I say we, because we are them, they are us. We have multiple, multiple identities within this time matrix, within all the dimensions, within all the harmonic universe. So when we talked about our, when we talk about our galactic family, it is our galactic family. It is us. It is the higher, more expanded, more evolved versions of ourselves, like the Russian dolls, you know? It's this, our ascension process has to do with integrating, with expanding. So we integrate the parts of ourselves, the identities that exist in the higher dimensions. It's a perfectly natural process. We were created in order to ascend during these time cycles. And the fact is that these Breno orders, they, we have visited our future selves, visited humanity during many different time cycles. Why? in an attempt to keep the history of humanity's original creation contract and our purposes and our intended evolutionary destiny alive, alive and well within the earth human races. And this original co-creation or co-evolution agreement made between these higher races in seeding our time matrix, we believe was called the Emerald Covenant. And I'll tell you, if you read the Wizard of Oz with an understanding that L. Frank Baum was a confirmed theosophist and had joined the Ramayana sect of the Theosophical Society eight years before he wrote the Wizard of Oz, when you read it, when you even watch the movie, but especially read the book with that context, it's unbelievable. They had original Emerald Covenant made 950 billion years ago um, was among these density five Brenna orders. And in this agreement, agreed to create various founder races, elder races, to see life into all the density levels of our time matrix. Why? To create peaceful co-evolution and ascension for all their stellar races. And it is these higher orders that were directly involved in the creation of the original angelic human lineage, uh, I think around 560 million years ago, give or take. So it's important to understand, and what I'll finish this section with, that the original human design itself is of extraterrestrial or angelic 
nature and that we originally inhabited what we believe is the second density dimensions four, five, and six. In other words, we started out as an angelic race uh, relative to the time fields of Earth, where we believe Earth is called Tara. In the eighth dimension, I believe we're called Gaia. And the Taran, T-A-R-A or T-A-R-A-N, original human is called the Turanusium. And Earth's humanity's stellar genetics or our genetic heritage and our reason for being, the evolutionary path of human consciousness, as Akurta um, alluded to, and Sandra, all of us ultimately understand it's going to be found the memory, the history, the love, the greater love, the love that knows no earthly bounds is going to be found in our DNA, in the DNA, in the strands, in the substrands, the standing wave templates that make up the blueprint for human DNA. So just to finish this part, that in the earth human lineage, that known as the Adam Kadmon or the Adumi Kudmon, there were seven root races, five what we call cloister races that were seeded. Um, each root race evolutionary cycle developed one of the first five DNA strands. And the cloister races of which the indigos, of which many, of, if not all of us, are the latest restatement of, carried the seventh through the twelfth DNA strands corresponding to the higher density systems. Root race incarnates are called the earth seeds. This is mainly for um, uh, luminosity, who this, uh, she's an earth seed for sure. And the cloister races incarnates are called the star seeds. And all of us here collectively, we're here to keep, keep that original quote unquote 12 strand DNA template alive within the earth gene human gene pool because full ascension requires that we activate the dna that's 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 still in a uh, much of it most of it in a state of dormancy and that represents the advanced stages of human evolution so there's a lot to quote unquote unpack here but this is what i think we're all here to do we all have a part in this to play we're all in this together you know and I think it's just a, a, an amazing thing that through Portal Ascension, Deborah, through your work, all of us, that we manage to find each other in this world and come together in, in the panels, in, in the workshops, in the retreats and everything like that. So I really do think that all of us, not just all of us on this panel, we are the revealing vehicles through which God will express itself, the fullness of itself in our time that in our lives, we will see the full revelation and realization of ourselves and, and the Christos. Thanks. Thanks so much for allowing me to share. Thank you, Phil. That was beautiful. Really incredible overview and understanding our lineage at a really deep level. So resonate with all that you shared. So thank you. Thank you. Um, and now I want to bring on an incredible, multi-talented, multi-gifted, I would say super goddess, Tamara Richardson. Um, she's had six near-death experiences. She's an exilic Syrian messenger. She's an ultra-dimensional channeler, channeler. She's uh, the Southern Bell Medium. She also directs the Academy of Divine Wisdom Ascension School. So multi, multi-talented. So she has a huge perspective experience overview of what is happening within us personally and within the planet.
So I'd love to look from your lens, Tamara, and see what you see is happening on this planet right now, on the planet and within us and with our galactic star families. And you're muted. Thanks. Okay. All right, they took her up. <laughs> okay, I'm sure she'll be back. We love you, Tamara. She must have had really, something really important to say. <laughs> okay. Send them in real time there. <laughs> okay, Neil bouncing around too. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. Um, so let's go to Joan, and I'm sure Tamara will be back. Um, but our last panelist is Joan of Angels. And you can understand from that name what she's about. She has very direct connection with the angelic realm, which obviously is really connected with our ascension process. What's really special at her is that she became an incredible artist in her life not originally but this is something that was transmitted to her and she does incredible soul portrait art for people and does art of dimensional realms and higher dimensional beings it's just incredible so she has huge access to the multi-dimensional realms and joan i know you've done a lot of health work you've been a health chiropractor health practitioner done tons of personal growth so you've seen everything oh as well as a lot of us over the last many years. So again, we'd love to hear from you, your experience of the personal ascension process, the planetary and our connection with our star family. You're muted, Joan. Thank you. Okay. Uh, I just wanna thank everyone, Deborah. I wanna thank you. I wanna thank all of you guys for everything that I was hearing and that really, is, is raising the excitement level. So when I feel into ascension, I feel into this excitement of unlimited potential, unlimited possibilities. And I, I literally tingle. I, I'm sitting here tingling now. And Akurta, you were mentioning how we review the DNA. And I saw this picture of the old fashioned, if you remember the old fashioned films, you know, they. They were like done differently to edit them. They were real films. And I was imagining like spirit, I was imagining spirit just looking at this film as it's going through and cutting out pieces of the DNA and editing it. And it was such an amazing visual that I just had to share that to us. To me, that's what Ascension is. Ascension is, is a process where we raise our frequency. And Deborah asked me, well, how does that relate to my years as a chiropractor? Every adjustment I ever performed, I would finish it with, we've just turned on your power. We've turned on your power. And recently I realized that in every session I do, any of my coaching or readings, I end the session with, we've turned on your power. It was kind of funny because I was trying to say, well, how does my chiropractic and all this work together? Everything I do is ascension based. It's to turn up our frequency. And I had this experience several years ago. I had a regression about my, my past life, my ET contact, rather. And I found myself on a ship. 
I was living in Baja when this experience happened. There were six, you know, um, those clouds, those um, UFO clouds that were above and never moved. They'd come out all day. They'd stare down. And I would wonder what was in them. And I had this this, um, regression because I said, well, what was going on there? And apparently every night they were bringing me up into the ship. And on the ship, all the members of my group, my Baja paranormal group, were sound asleep on the ship. And I was on the podium. And what was I doing? I was literally turning up every person's power, raising their frequency. And there's a chiropractic adjustment that you could do to do this, which literally opens up the channel for meditation. So the next thing this particular ET being said to me was, well, your job here on the planet is to raise everyone's vibration. Made a commitment not to leave the planet till everyone's vibrational frequency was attuned and higher. And so when I think of ascension, I think of how do we turn up our vibrations, turn up our power in order to align with these higher beings. When I was getting ready for today, I I created a series of of screensavers today uh, just just to do it. And I, I saw this painting I hadn't seen in a while. And it was like they wanted to be here with us. Why? Because when each of you on the panel or at home are watching and you see these angelic beings in the physicality, they allow us to know that they're right there in the other dimensional realms. And so the work I create, and I don't create it, the work I I bring through me is all about accessing these other dimensional realms. And you might say, well, what good is that? Because the higher we raise our frequency and align with these higher beings, then the more we are ascending. And the more I ascend, Sandra ascends, Phil ascends, the more we raise raise our vibration, the more we, we filter that out and it raises the vibration of everyone who's watching this and everyone who will be watching. And then it's a collective ascension. It's a collective activation that we're providing now. So that's my short take on this. <laughs> I'm glad you asked. Thank you, Joan. Beautiful, passionate, as you always are. I love that. <laughs> so thank you so much. And so great to have Tama Ra back. Because again, as I was sharing, she's an amazing woman, so multi-talented, um, has her fingers in so many incredible gifts to the planet. So I'd love to know what you see from your lens, Tamara. Thank you. Let's do this again. I think what happened is <clears throat> Neil was streaming on my my channel this, which is great. Uh, but it knocked me off. But I'm back. It's all good because it all works out. Uh, first of all, it, it's uh, wonderful to see everyone here. Um, beautiful, beautiful beings. Uh, I look forward to getting to know you, the ones that I don't know. And uh, thank you for having me here. So it's funny because you were asking about personal and planetary ascension. What's my process? What have I experienced? And what I was going to tell you, I think I canned it (laughs) just now (laughs) because I want to say something different. Um, I want to say something more from the heart is um, because I want to talk to the people that are watching and probably many of you that are here is going on this spiritual unfoldment has not been easy. It's been extremely rewarding but it's not been easy. And I can remember early on um, 
being different and not in the box. But I think that's been my message all along is to tell people to get out of the box. <laughs> and the example is funny, Phil used, I, I couldn't, I was like, oh my gosh, I use the Russian doll example all the time. And the way down below was the soul. And so um, mentioning my six near-death experiences and people are curious about that. Um, and what does that have to do with ascension? There's many different ways that you can get to ascension uh, and it's work. Okay. It's actual spiritual maturity. You can do that through Kundalini, deep meditation, um, really just engaging and throwing yourself in and in programs like this. But for me, um, I remember early on being in prenatal, being spirit, and my mom wasn't quite delivering me. She was bleeding and I was hanging out as a spirit and I just felt nothing but love and empathy for her. And each time I had my near death experiences, I would go to a different level of not only consciousness, but of dimension. And so it was important that I did that so I would not forget who I was, which was a celestial, celestial hybrid. I have, I've always had the hardest time being a human because I always say pain sucks. Don't these bodies, they're a lot of work. <laughs> but uh, I, it's it's been a journey. All of that is just one way. And it just got me to deeper levels. And I guess I wanted to fast track it. The good news, you can slow track it, fast track it, whatever comfort level that you want your spiritual progress. But I saw mine through through the many near-death experiences. I've been talking to spirit people since third grade. Now I'm talking frequently with what I would call ultra-dimensionals, which are not necessarily, I have nothing against them. Like uh, I like talking to everybody. I'll talk to ETs too, but um, they're more of the higher level beings uh, of the higher, higher uh, dimensions and so forth. And some of those might be perceived as angels, uh, but they could also just as easily be Palladian. They could be an Elohim. So these are, they started coming through describing uh, who they are. So this was not in my playbook to, <laughs> to, to channel Astro of the Galactic Federation, which I'll do that Monday, as well as talk about some other things in my experience on the Galactic Federation, didn't plan all that. But, um, but what, you know, we have forgetter implants in us that we have forgotten who we are. Okay. I'm just going to tell you that's a true datum. <laughs> and so we need to remember who we are. And part of that is taking the fear that may exist. We may not think we have it, but it may be there and remove the dogmas. Sometimes we become very attached to these dogmas because they've served us for so long and just be willing to be a nothingness. And that's enough. And to be able to ask questions. And, and when you have that passion, what is it? Uh, the purity to seek answers. You see the face of God. I didn't say that exactly right, but the point is my heart wanted this. And so uh, people have different paths and so forth, but it has helped me to develop a lot of spiritual gifts. I do like code activation. Uh, I channeled how to build a stargate for one of my clients who's a scientist who finished Einstein's work. I've done stuff, I'd, I've talked and spoken in different languages that I didn't understand with the other person. What I'm telling you is don't limit yourself. You, you have no idea on your journey where it's going to go. So with mine has been like that. And uh, my teacher, one of my NDEs when I was uh, five and I was dead for two hours of pneumonia. I, trust me, I was having a blast in spirit form. <laughs> it looked really grim, but I was having a blast. But uh, they did cover me up with a sheep. They saw a breath 
and uh, they, one of the interns. And so they put me on uh, an induced coma and they put me in one of those uh, clear, uh, clear things over the bed as a breathing machine. And why I was there, I spent it in these heavenly realms with Yeshua, who is my teacher. And he has many times come through and brought me St. Germain, Metatron, uh, Astro of the Galactic Confederation. He was excited when I got my Merkabah. He said, all angels need a Merkabah. <laughs> we don't just use it for travel. We can do it for a lot of things. And, uh, and for uh, multidimensional efforts and so forth. And so uh, this has been exciting to me. I look at it as an exciting journey. The Galactic's role in the Ascension process um, you know, because it's not that I'm necessarily skeptical, but I guess I'm more hard-headed. I need evidence. So that's why I trained eight years with some very well-known uh, well mediums and TV mediums and all this in the British style of evidential mediumship. So because I'm that way, they give me evidence. So I've gotten information from Astra about how they're uh, disabling the nanobites and the chemtrails and gave me scientific information. I flunked math and science, so even though I can tell you how to build a Stargate. Um, and so, well, I was bored with it, number one, but that is evidential to me. So again, not limiting yourself. They've come through and shown me personally many times what they're doing uh, and how they're a part of this. And they've also told me something uh, really exciting. They said because there's been a nefarious effort toward depopulating humanity, don't know if you've heard of this, that they breached their contract. So they can get involved more than they have been. And so if anything, I'm not saying let's expect the Calvary. We are the Calvary. Okay. But they're our family. And they there this this may there may be times, especially coming up, that looks a little grim. But there's an amazing rainbow, and this is really exciting times. This is kind of like the, the initial statement Deborah made. I agree with that. So they are doing things with removing warheads, the uh, the neutralizing things that are going on. They know what's happening. We're getting ready to have uh, a technology unleashed on us with uh, all the things that they can bring to our societies. Uh, how the full disclosure is going to happen, I don't know, but they're doing it right now through individuals such as the ones listening in here. So thank you. Thank you, Tamara. That was beautiful and a very good overview of what we're experiencing. And yes, your life history is amazing. So, um, so what I want to do now is we have the opportunity to go really deep because this is an audience who can really understand at high levels what's going on. So I'd like to go another level into what's coming up in the future. What do we have to look forward to? How are things going to shift? And go into some topics. And I know you can all talk about all kinds of things. But um, there is an evidence of the earth really raising in frequency. And that's a big part of what the ascension is about, as demonstrated by the Schumann residents. And what about the solar flares that are happening? How does that affect everything? And the large solar flash that so many ascension teachers and spiritual guides say is going to help transmute everything. Also, as Tamara mentioned, there's going to be a release of all kinds of new technologies and all kinds of ways of being at whole other levels. What is that going to look like? And also abilities that we know are available, like time travel, like heightened abilities of um, intuition and being able to remote view and 
and by locate, try locate, all of that. Um, and what is really morphing into this new earth? What is this new earth? Which is the way I see it is just our next stage of evolution that a lot of the galactics are already operating in these frequencies, in these consciousness, in these ways. And they're helping us to come into this next level of divine human and new earth. So maybe share with us things that aren't normally talked about that you have privy to because of your deep dive into your exploration of these topics. But, and again, I'm excited. Like what is coming up? What do we have to look forward to? As well as everything destroying, what is going to take us into the future of existing in the oneness consciousness with our fellow humanity on the new earth? So Sandra, do you want to? dive in first again and yeah. address what you can share. Mm, I'd love to. I want to share something that's happening with myself personally, because I think it's best to always speak from personal experience when it comes to um, trajectories or what's about to unfold and really um, kind of drop into the heart consciousness or source informed consciousness, because we do have a lot of information and a lot of narrative sharing <laughs> going on in the external right now. And that's simply a witness to the amount of information that we're capable of receiving right now as a collective. So it does get quite accelerated, quite amplified as we walk through this passage. But specifically, a couple of years ago, Higher levels had shared that embodiment was going to change everything. Embodiment of the I am presence, if you want to call it that, your highest aspect, was suddenly going to get reconnected. People who have recalibrated their heart, recalibrated their DNA, so suddenly you can hold that divine template, that divine pattern, enough that you start opening that conduit for that level of light consciousness, love, light intelligence to come in. And suddenly you feel different. Uh, your consciousness changes, the way you communicate changes. And it's taken me a couple of years since this happened to me, uh, my presence activation to not just integrate it. I don't feel it's something that can be uh, fully integrated and then you say okay now I'm complete I think it's ever expanding and infinite in the possibilities of what we are co-creating together but a lot of people went through this experience and it did it started changing not just um, outcomes but it started dissolving a, a lot of the past a lot of the looping mechanisms that have been running on the planet for a long time so suddenly you have a whole widespread activation of these divine human hearts of these sacred hearts of this divine crystalline dna the crystal heart starting to happen and it actually creates a little constellation itself a little grid itself that starts bringing in this energy, it naturally just flows out of you. So when we talk about the Christed state or the solar cosmic Christ, you know, all the different narratives that we have and different descriptions for it, it's all talking about the same thing. Source returning into form in a, in a new way that actually changes the realities and changes the outcomes. So even the narratives of grand solar flash, 
suddenly you're seeing it from a different perspective. I actually had that experience a couple of years ago of the, the solar flashing experience and the, all the lower realities go away completely. And it felt like you were leaving the body, but we're still here. A lot of people had this experience simultaneously. So again, there are groups within the collective that are carrying out right their their own mission and their own level of service and it's never one group doing one thing and everybody else's is, is off it's not like that it's all these different multi-dimensional extraterrestrial ultra-dimensional uh, experiences starting to unify because of the cosmic light because of where we are right all of a sudden everything is starting to come into harmony and yeah, there's a lot of clearing, a lot of throwing off of, of uh, let's say, discarding uncomplimentary realities now. And if you don't focus on that, and if you focus on continuing this pursuit of divinity and purity and really understanding, understanding love, light, intelligence of your own heart, you start having a very different experience. And it it, that level of perception and experience gives you a, a state of what I call divine neutrality. That was uh, uh, that channeling came in like 10 years ago. Divine neutrality is the way to walk through this. And you end up with this, connect, this consi consistent connection to zero point that auto corrects, corrects realities. Suddenly you'll, you'll find that miraculous state is pretty consistent and you kind of hands off the wheel, you stop trying to direct and, and do the dense old steering of your, your own trajectory as well as the collectives, and you get this purified experience of unity consciousness, which then my relationship with star families, with higher orders of light, highest orders of light, becomes so intimate and so beautiful to me and so flawless and so effortless it's, um, if anything, if we can bestow that gift upon others who are uh, looking at all these other narratives presenting and getting worried about it, if that's the gift we can give, is this piece of all is well when you reconnect, right? All is well. Things will unfold now with such ease and grace and the narratives that we're kind of flying through right now, effortless. It really becomes effortless. It's a yes, it's a different state of consciousness, but it's also very human. You know, when Phil was talking earlier about the angelic human, we always perceived angels as, you know, being able to create miracles. And this is why it's just our natural state. When you feel that natural state starting to come in, wow, it really not just shifts your reality, but it shifts your relationship with unity consciousness itself, that state where we are now co-creating with star family, galactics, masters, all these different levels of consciousness that are truly part of us. And then the possibilities that open up when we practice unity consciousness consistently, wow, that's when it really takes off. That's why so many people are receiving. I see all these new technologies. I see all these new timelines unfolding. I see, you know, Gaia bursting into light. I see people bursting into light. You know, that's why. 
It's simply we're we're co-creating highest outcomes with a brand new frequency that overrides, overwrites, and completely destroys all of the distortion. Really stepping into that acceleration now. And I love that state. It's so beautiful to witness. I'm very honored to witness it within my own journey and within the sisters and brothers that I'm walking with right now. It's quite glorious. Wow, Sandra, that was amazing. That's really a bottom line explanation of what we should all be called to be aware of because mm. um, the world out there can take us all kinds of directions, but staying on the high vibe reality <clears throat> to where we're going with the ascension process and how you described it so we can actually really understand it and get it. Really beautiful. Thank you so much. Yeah. So um, also, I'd like us to keep to four minutes because we have a couple more questions, if we can, within um, the next half an hour that we have together. And so, Akurta, so where can you take us with all the amazing, expansive knowledge that you have of what's coming up? And uh, DNA is obviously a big part of what she was talking about in terms of advancing forward and being able to attain those states where you do create a miraculous reality around you all the time. So what can you share with us? Of, of absolutely, what? absolutely. And I can resonate with so, so many people on this panel that I was a physical therapist for a lot of years. And I primarily worked with uh, pediatrics. So I was helping children learn how to crawl and feed and feed themselves and, and walk. So that was the setup for what I'm doing now, just in a more multidimensional way, is that we are having this experience where we are in this body, but we are having an interdimensional and multidimensional aspect of consciousness and union, creating more, more matter, more love. And I used to think that the matrix was this thing that was outside of me. Like it was the banking system. It was the educational system. It was like all these different systems. But what I really came to find out was that it was the matrix of my body. That's the real matrix, the mother matrix, the matter right? Divine matter within myself, my soul being the divine matter. And so I, I really went on a deep dive and, and I spend a lot of time in darkness with a blackout mask. And I spend a lot of time even listening to my body with a stethoscope and just really deeply listening to myself. And you can hear all of these membranes inside membranes inside membranes of consciousness of deep intelligence within the body and you can hear the aspects of this very but almost like sonoluminescence happening within our within our body within these membranes and that's the thoughts that we think our soul coming through these infinite membranes of the body and having their own their own type of of color and sound frequency that they're continuously singing and communicating in. This is what light language really is. And so we have an infinite amount of light language that's happening through the body. We think of temples as, as inscriptions of, of on temples as, as being like 
so amazing, but this body isn't a temple and you have inscriptions of your soul in your genetics, in every membrane of your body. And I mean, when you start to discover how magnificent and beautiful you are, like, and it's just, it's, it's infinite, the beauty and the depth and the creativity that lies with loving consciousness and intelligence through your being, all the other stuff in the outside world starts to fall away. And I love what you what you shared, Sandra, about zero point. It does, it has that, that moment of like such beautiful, perfected clarity. And it's like, you're not only listening to yourself, but you're listening to all these aspects of your soul and these other aspects of your sentient timelines and all of these ascended aspects of your of your being all at one time and they're in harmony and it just feels powerful and right and true and good and alive and like union contentment and you have this ability to have this divine creativity start pouring through you because it comes from a place of such high levels of love and membranes and membranes of collective consciousness of love. This is really the matrix, that, the mother matrix that we're talking about, how we come about with divine matter. And so thank you for letting me share that. Thank you, beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful. Okay, Phil, so wow us with next level realities of what's going to be coming up here. Wow, Akurta, you need to come out of your shell one of these days, let me tell you. <laughs> oh, you know, the things we take for granted, don't you like? I wish I so miss chewing. Don't, you, don't it always seem to go that you don't know what you got till it's gone? Well, much of what I know is the result of a walking experience when I was six years old, a car accident that for all intents and purposes should have taken me out, but it didn't. What I understand now, a lot of our walking experiences are what I call soul braiding. A soul braid, a contract that where a present incarnate begins to assemble the codes from its next incarnation into its present body and works to fulfill the purposes of its next incarnation in this lifetime. So four minutes, I can do that. With the restatement of that Emerald Covenant about 248,000 years ago, give or take, the Liran Anuhazi, where we go, see, cat-like feline hominids, Syrian Azurites, Sirius from Sirius B, the blues, the Syrian blues, on behalf of those higher, what we call the Brana orders, where a lot of my information comes from, I believe a lot of our information comes from, we were presented a gift, a gift to the present earth human guardian races that, that, um, that honor the Emerald Covenant. The gift was this massive library of information, not only detailing the history of our time matrix, creation physics, ascension mechanics, the mechanics of actually operating the planetary templar, the set of stargates that allow you to access the interdimensional stargates, starting with our own set of internal stargates. And they were a set of 12 holographic disks 
that are known by many, many names. Some people understand them as the Dora Torah, the eternal Dora Torah plates, um, which held this information. I've seen libraries. I still haven't gotten into the Vatican Library, but I've seen underground libraries under monasteries in the in the East and the Far East that make the Vatican epist uh, the Vatican secret archives look like your neighborhood library. There is information out there which is absolutely stunning. But these Doratora plates, this is this is one of these keys in the movie The Time Machine in 1960. If you remember that with Rod Taylor, Wiener Yvette Mimiu takes Rod Taylor into a cave, into a room where she shows him the singing discs, the singing rings. They're these rings that you spin and you get these audio downloads of Earth history and everything like that. Just to make a long story a little less long, um, I believe that this ascension cycle, this shift to the ages, is a vertical, quote unquote, alignment of interdimensional stargates. And starting in about 1987, timed around the same time as the harmonic concordance, you have this alignment of interdimensional stargates, starting with the Earth and our sun. All these suns, stars have, have stargates that they're, they're sets of black and white holes, you know? So, well, now you do. So um, starting with our Earth and our sun and alignment, and then our sun with fifth dimensional uh, Alcyon, central sun, a star of the Pleiadian system, then lining up with the Syrian central sun, Arcturian, Orion, Andromedan, and then with the cradle of, of Lyra. And this accounts for a lot of the, uh, <laughs> I blow my own mind from time to time. And then um, this is where you get a lot of that solar flare activity. The higher frequencies are coming through periodically, I think starting from about 1987, and these frequencies, what we call the stellar bridge or a stellar activation cycle, has been progressively infusing Earth with higher dimensional wave spectra, causing the frequency seals of Earth's primary vortices, chakras, to open to receive this energy, starting with the painted desert in Arizona. The Native Americans there, the First Nations people, know it's not Sedona. Sedona is a very powerful vortex but the primary vortex is in the Painted Desert, then Jerusalem, Himalayan mountains, um, north of Tibet, Giza, Machu Picchu, the Caucasus mountains in Russia, the Andes, South America, these vortexes, chakras begin to open. And it's not only causing the frequency seals of Earth's primary vortices to open, as each vortex opens, the dimensional wave spectra associated with that vortex begins running through Earth's electromagnetic fields through our electromagnetic seals, progressively raising the particle pulsation rhythms on the planet, our personal rhythms, which Joan talks about the raising of the frequency. Sandra, all, all of us, we have all these pieces together. And when all the pieces come together, then you have what's called emergence, which is the principle of synergy. When you look at like water, you could look at hydrogen and water and oxygen in isolation. You don't get that characteristic of wetness. But when you put them together, something emerges that was impossible looking at all these pieces in isolation. And that's why what the blessing of all of us coming together is. So, and it's important to remember also, just in closing, that um, any manifestation of digressive consciousness is really 
in a way only here to remind us how rare and special and precious we are. To really understand our true origins, to understand where we come from, why we're here, our place in the universe, in, in the, I know we'll probably sum up later, but in the, in the, in, in the conference, I want to talk about the origin of the Christ, Antichrist paradigm and how it even relates to something near, near so close to a, the COVID thing, you know, um, and our possible futures that we individually as a collective will choose. So um, I have high hopes. I always remember the only thing that didn't escape out of Pandora's box was hope. And hope always springs eternal. And I think this is the hope. I think the vision that we all see, and if we can share that vision of heaven on earth, then I think that will guide earth into that probability, you know. And um, these are just such exciting times, as Deborah's, as all of us in our ways we've alluded to. These are just to be here to have chosen of all the worlds and all the times to incarnate into. We chose this world and this time to be feathers in each other's wings to really help all of us ascend individually and as a planet. Thank you, Phil. Like I said, this is the hot ticket. This is the yeah. place to be. <laughs> this is thank a, you. Thank uh, you for expanding that understanding and vision of what's all that's involved. From what My you can see. appreciate it. All right. Tamara, what do you have to share with us that can blow our minds with what's coming up and what we could look forward to? And you're on you're muted. Still aren't hearing you. Last time. I think Neil needs to do it on his end. No, we're good. We hear you now. Okay, cool. Thank you. Okay, cool. Yeah, I think it, I'm streaming on all these different platforms for Portal to Ascension. I think that's why. All right. So my answer has changed again. And uh, everyone, I'm just really digging this whole vibe of where everybody's going. It's so, um, it's so personalized and we are digging deep. Uh, I want to first talk about when we talk about what's going to happen in the future and so forth. Oh, of course, our consciousness is forming that right now. That's why it's so important that we be a part of things like this, you know, books, events, conferences on this ascension so we can develop not only individually, but collectively. But when we think about what are the galactics and their part in it versus our individual roles, I think there's going to there's emerging that's happening right now. There's so many star seeds, even those that don't want to admit it, that have had contact experience in some way, whether it's uh, through the astral or whether they've actually seen ships or both. And so we we have been contacted, and now we can ha we have platforms like this that. This is this is normal to us. This is normal talk. You can talk about these things, and so um, we are growing collectively because we. It's important and and it's really interesting. I want to take note. There's so many light workers, truth seekers, you know, uh, walk-in starseeds. They never really work together a lot on and off, but now they understand the intense passion and desire to do so because we all have a lot to add to it. And uh, the, either different, uh, uh, you know, fragments of this topic 
or it may be of the same type, but you can already see our answers are very different, but we must come together to unite as one. And we feel this need because our light, our bioluminous is stronger when we do come together. Um, I think as what's happening now is people are just by the sake of being around others that are, that remember they're being activated. Some people are here just to hold space. And what that's doing is igniting everyone's personal superpower. So we're going to see, I think times like Atlantis, we're going to see that we're going to see more of that. There's also going to be confusion with people with, you know, religious dogmas and so forth that don't fit, but we already have that now. So it's not really new. And that's, that's just part of um, the growth process. But when I look at the, what the Galactus have in common with, with, uh, you know, our, our personal role is I don't see it as separate. We are them. I mean, I, I remember in my early thirties, I was running past life own uh, Octurus, and I was about a 10 foot tall, skinny being, and I was in a temple <clears throat> working with these, in the middle of it, these, uh, the elements, and it was almost like the fifth element, not quite, it was, uh, it wasn't as sexy as that, okay, uh, and I was an alchemist, and I was creating this energy source for portal technology, it was somewhat like a, a, a beacon, and then I've seen where I've been an Anunnaki ruler where I was trying to sell the whole idea because I had a friend who's Palladian owned brotherly love and uh, by helping another planet that was dying off to grow food. And they said, oh, they'll get strong and, and they'll come after us. I'm like, no, they're not a warring planet. We don't have any threats here. So some people listened. Some people didn't like it so much. Uh, and so these now this has become very real to me. This is our, our history that that we should own and, and 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 live in. Like no separation of time. Time is flattened. That's one thing that you see being in these near death experience states. Uh, that that's that they are collapsed. So I think we if we want to expand our consciousness, we need to get out of thinking that past, uh, present, and future because. You can, I learned to do this because I was kind of bored. <laughs> I did it, another advantage to an NDE, although I'm not recommending it, okay, because there is pain involved. Um, so you, there's other ways to do it through deep meditation, but you can time travel. You can change the future. You can do these things. Um, they're outside of time. So uh, they're working with us now. I've seen in meditation where we're on the Galactic Federation. And many of you watching and that are here today are ambassadors for the Galactic Federation of Planets. And this isn't a one-time deal where we came here to do this. We've been doing this for them eons. Okay. So this, is, we just forgot. So this is an exciting time, but there's going to be a lot of dirt kicked up. You know, the, the cabal's going to, they're going to kind of, you know, have bad behavior. Some things are going to happen. These solar flares, and I keep getting information on that that they're creating that, you know, through um, HARP or whatever they're doing, but they're creating that to create fear and chaos, the basic, you know, the, 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 their game plan, which it has been. And people, just the average person, is waking up. And so it's not working out the way that they want. Neither did the um, pandemic. <laughs> people got a rebirth out of that and realized what was important in life and really, did more self-love and really like, why am I doing this? Why am I hanging out with it? It was really good. I mean, not the bad side again. I, you know, there was some, 
bad things that happen and it, it hurts my heart to think about it, but there were some good, there were good things also that happened with that. And we just have to know we're eternal spiritual beings moving forward. Um, because of this contract has been breached with, um, I don't know the governments of planet earth, if you want to say, or whatever it is that, that, uh, they're going to get more involved. Now they've been, they're upping their uh, sightings to people. And I've I'm going to talk about this. I'm not going to talk about it now. I'm going to talk about it on Monday. My sightings, I've been on the Galactic Federation a few times in my sightings. And I'll talk about that then, but they're upping. Now I personally don't think the Miami thing was a real deal. I don't, because first of all, why are, are blue uh, Octurians or Syrians, whatever they were, I didn't get a close look. Why would they be going to a mall? I mean, that just doesn't make any sense. So it, it's it seemed like just uh, it seems a bit silly, like Project Bluebeam. So I, I I'm not buying that energetically. It just doesn't feel right. Um, and they're com been coming to people individually for a long time, and then they're going to come out more publicly. So the reason I feel they're going to come out more publicly and help and interact with more directly is because our consciousness one, our consciousness is raising enough to like, hey, I'm into this, and. The next thing would be is it's, it's just time. You know, there's a timing for things. It's kind of, you could feel it. Like uh, if you're waiting, you know, to, to be married one day or, or you like, or get a graduation thing, you know, you, you, it's time you're ready. There's a time for this. I think it will be in the next year or two. I don't think it's far off. And so we are the ones that will usher this in. So I think it's a time to put on our, um, spiritual big girl panties and work together is really exciting. So they're they're They have been engaged with us. They're just going to be more publicly engaged with te technology and healing technology and, and other ways to assist us. But we're here now for a reason. And this is not a mistake and we should own it because it's an exciting time and we're not alone. We have one another and we're going to finally meet our, our true family. How cool is that? Anyway, thank you. <laughs> Very cool, I'd say. Thank you, Tamara. Definitely. And that's what this conference is all about, is really um, allowing our awareness of our galactic families to be a strong part of our life, as well as part of our spirituality and ascension process. So thank you for sharing all that. Um, and Joan, so can you cap this off and let us know what you see coming up? Oh my God, so much excitement already. Like, I don't even know where to begin. I want to comment on a few things though as I, as I talk. When I was in Domenher, some of you have heard Domenher, but when I was in Domenher, Falco, the founder, talked a lot about how they altered the timelines and how part of their work was to alter future timelines. And now, 10 years later, since I was there, 15 years later, I can see where they're coming together. And Phil, you talked about these stargates as being sort of aligned and we can kind of slip up and go up this way vertically. And it reminded me of a vision that I had, kind of a lucid vision I had the first time of contact in the desert, whenever that was. I just started painting angels and I was, I, I don't know, I was sitting outside, I was in my car and suddenly I saw myself at a train station. It was like a Harry Potter train station, if you've seen the Harry Potter films. And I go up to the, you know, the, the train and I'm taken up, up, up and up. And I see massive 
massive numbers of people going to the left. And I said, so I obviously knew it was an Ascension elevator. And I said, nope, that's, I'm not going where the masses are. I'm going the other way. And what I discovered is that then that brought me up to the next level, as Phil mentioned, and then the next level and the next level. But it happened because I said, oh, I'm not following the masses. I'm on my own timeline. And so I began to claim my own ascension process just by saying, I'm not one of them. I'm really making this movement. And so that that really has colored it. And also the fact is, is that the more we put our intention and our thoughts into the cosmic field of consciousness, the more it happens. So when timelines get changed, Dom and her, Dom and her planting in new timelines, and all of us with our consciousness seeing this solar upgrade and seeing that we're on the ascension timeline, it actually makes it real. Just like if we choose to be on the other timeline, we could be, I don't know why any of you would want to be on it, but we, we put our, our consciousness in and we create it. So right now we're creating ascension in a certain way. And, you know, I know what's going to happen if we look at all the films and TV series that are, are out now taken. You know, they all have these weird names, but there's, there's series that have two different dimensions and what happens here. And then there's another world on another dimension similar. All the people are similar. And then there's shows like Taken. We know that they're priming us for something to happen. And, and the deep state won't let us go gently up above to the heavenly realms. So as long as we're aware that we're here for this transformation and we are the ones who need to hold steady because we understand it. We understand that there's a dissolution. You know, like when you're taking a shower, first all the dirt has to come out, you know, you scrub yourself and all has to come out and go down the drain. And I think that's how it's going to happen for us. Great, Joan. Thank you. As passionate as ever. <laughs> I love your enthusiasm. It just builds on everything we've been doing. I'm so, hyper like <laughs> off the planet. <laughs> so um, we're going to go a little bit over because I really want one more question and we'll only have about two and a half minutes or something like that. Um, so I'd love you to give your top tip of what we as a human being in this human suit right now, but an expanded multiple dimensional being should can do right now to support our ascension process because this is really a personal process that we're talking about so what's your ultimate tip also give us the time that you're going to speak during the conference so if people want to get more of you they know when to tune in and your website where uh, they can go and get more of you get your your free gifts and all of that um, before we go there i'd like i'd like to offer everyone a free gift which is my ascension tips book which explains the ascension process because i've studied with all these amazing teachers and many many more for many years and i've distilled it into 88 tips in four different sections explaining the awakening the complete transmutation the soul embodiment which sandra was describing so well and the divine human in the new earth and you can get that book for free at ascensionnow.org ascensionnow.org so I'd like to go back to the panelists and we'll start with Sandra and um, 
what do you give as your ultimate tip of what we need to be aware of what we can do for ourselves when are you speaking and how can they contact you i'll give you three top tips meditate in zero point actualize unity consciousness in everything you do think say create uh take care of your nervous system because the energy of course comes in through your nervous system. That's the distribution channel for new light consciousness. So make sure you take care of your nervous system, a lot of self-care, and then make sure you, you actualize those mastery qualities, forgiveness, gratitude, compassion. We really need to employ these qualities of the sacred heart. It'll make your journey a lot easier. Um, me personally, I am speaking Saturday at 10 a.m. Pacific going to be speaking about star presence and contact trajectories, discernment. And you can reach me at ascensionpathph.com. Sign up for the light letter and I will send you a crystalline DNA ebook to get you started on your journey. And you'll get a missive from me every single week. I've been doing that for 20 years. So and you do amazing convergences online. So you have a huge community. So when you do your meditations, there's a body of really advanced people that are all tuning in at the same time. So it's yeah. really powerful to join Sandra in her meditations and her transmissions. Really beautiful. Thank you, sister. Thank you so much. Okay, Akurda. So what do you have to share with us? When do you speak? And what do you offer and how can we get a hold of you? Well, what I'll be sharing on the 14th, I believe around 11 Pacific time, uh, I, I think that's when I'm speaking, will be the Royal Light Lines and the garment, uh, the Garments of Light. And it'll be a, really a presentation about the light body and how the mitochondrial DNA, the uh, chromosomal structures that are full of light uh, uh, create our light body and then move into the multidimensional field of consciousness around us and how we can color bathe. And that that's really what it comes down to, bathing in, in, in colors and frequencies all the time to help keep our consciousness at an at a ascended level and to uh, continue the raising of light through the body and, and connect the channels of light. You know, we think that the there's the crystalline grid system on the planet, but there's also a crystalline grid system, a fascial system that can be at every state of consciousness. The fascial tissue can be uh, liquid as, is, as it can be physical and crystalline. And we have all of these different connections through the body. And so we have a, a really intelligent, multidimensional uh, crystalline grid system through the body that refracts light that refracts our consciousness, not only in our body, but through our field. And so I invite people to start color bathing. Um, and I'll give a detailed um, uh, presentation about what color is as a form of consciousness and that it's the purest form of consciousness that we then create and uh, animate ourselves with and create matter with. And it's part of the templates of how we, we come into manifestation. Beautiful. And when will that take place? Uh, that takes place on the 14th, I believe, at around 11 or 12 uh, Pacific time. Mm -hmm. Great. And how do they get a hold of you? 
Yeah, so if people would love to get a hold of me, I do all kinds of DNA clearing recoding. I also do mitochondrial alignments, like I said, uh, color spectrum alignments to create new holographic information in the field. Um, you can uh, find my website at uh, livingyourdnacode.com. And if you sign up for our community, which I do all kinds of writings about DNA and uh, start to bridge science and physics into what I call the divine sciences of our animation of consciousness through our body uh, and the creation of matter, uh, you'll get a, uh, a uh, recording there of how to go into the first and second strands of DNA and clear ancestral patterns the epigenetics using light and geometry. Wonderful. Thank you, Akurta. Amazing. Thank you so much for being here. And Phil, so what are your top tips when you're speaking? Hi. I'm speaking at uh, on Saturday at 2.20 in the afternoon, which is 6 a.m. for me, like this panel started. It's only like 7.30 in the morning here in Singapore. Thank you very much, Neil and Deborah. <laughs> um, my tip for the day is to really facilitate, to make ascension even possible, healing, to learn the true meaning of love and freedom, learn the art and practice the art of gratitude and forgiveness. These, I believe, are the most powerful forces for healing in this or any other world. In the Pistis Sophia, it says, and this is the direct, direct quote from Jesus through Mary Magdalene, of course, um, with progressive, and how do we forgive? You apologize. The word apology comes from the ancient root, which means not many. So when you apologize, if you feel you've been violated because of naivete, stupidity, or just plain stupidity, you know, or ignorance, you apologize. Apologize when you, you reaffirm oneness, when you apologize. And a direct quote from the Pisces Sophia, with progressive apology, the soul is rendered innocent of all intensifications of karma, and you are placed in the position of never having been separated from the one, for the oneness. And gratitude, perpetual gratitude for all the gifts of spirit. That's my tip. Remember the Emoto crystals, the most powerful ones, the ones that hold and radiate the most light are... Um, it's when you when you send gratitude and forgiveness. And just think, if you become the living embodiment of love, forgiveness, and gratitude, every crystal and micro crystal in your body will be able to hold and radiate that light. And then you'll be with Jesus, how we refer to all the Magdalens and the Marys of having the effulgence of light. And you become the healer by your presence alone. Yeah. Yay. Gratitude and forgiveness. Definitely. Gratitude and forgiveness are keys. We all knew that, all know that, and to put it into practice all the time is the real key with everything. Yeah. Gratitude makes That's sense. what I'll be talking about. And if I'm really generous, I will share the original <laughs> recipe for KFC, which I actually really do have. <laughs> Oh my yeah, God. Along with okay. the maps of the Stargates and everything. Okay, thank you. <laughs> all right. <laughs> When it was herbs and spices, yeah. <laughs> in the old days. Okay, Tamara. 
Yeah, well, I'm impressed with everyone's answers. I'm kind of stewing in their responses and I love how everyone's talking from their heart. So um, as for mine, uh, I have some simple things as far as ascension tips. Uh, first, we need, it's time for us to be spiritually mature. So little things, I'm gonna start with simple things. I know some of you know this, but I'm gonna say it anyway, cause you don't always do it. <laughs> it's, it's like eating that fried chicken, Phil. Uh, this is something that we need to look at. What are we putting, what are we feeding ourselves? What are we putting in our body? I'm not making fun of you anymore. I'm just saying that, that we need to be more astute about that, including watching upsetting, you know, things on TV or even YouTube or TikTok. Some of those are just, they're creepy. You know, don't watch that stuff. Just turn it. And and to be more involved with Ascension groups like Deborah or Portal to Ascension and Jones got a channel. I have the Seeking Heaven channel. These kinds of things, they're more positive. And you, uh, you need to have your mind to, to be able to develop it. You don't want, you've worked so hard. You don't want it to be lowered with that. And so uh, same with people. And I know that you know all these things. So just be mindful. Uh, the same thing with eating. You know, I mean, we can all balance, you know, you can have that piece of chocolate cake or whatever now and then, but it's balanced. And then I recommend that, um, you need to get, I think you should, everyone should get a DNA activation. I got an accidental DNA activation. I had Craig Campobasso on and, and it was, I said, yeah, I'm supposed to get this thing. Uh, you know, my energy's off and, uh, I usually can do it myself and it was a Palladian in South African and it was great. It was like five, uh, uh, a four or five later, but by the second one, I was glowing. So I highly recommend that. <laughs> it was really good. Saw my Syrian family. It was awesome. So you don't know what's going to happen with the DNA activation, but it's much like seeing a ship. If you see a ship, you get, you're getting downloaded information. So uh, the next thing would be find yourself an Ascension tribe. And we've all talked about ideas for that. Uh, if you also connect to the crystalline grid. It is the thing that covers there's a dark density around the earth, but then above it is the crystalline grid. And that's where we communicate as star seeds is way better than the internet. And if you want to have a UFO experience, keep in mind, you need to look up. I know they're in the ground and in the water and all that, but on the whole, you need to look up. So, and get a night camera. So uh, you just, you have to start doing those things. And as for me and speaking, I'll be speaking Monday and that's January 15th. I believe it's 5 p.m. Pacific time. And I'll be speaking about my personal UFO experiences, uh, what the Galactic Federation shit was like. I will be giving a channeled message by Aster. And then I'm going to finish with going into um, this whole Star Wars theme. And it's called Star Beings, the Modern Jedi. And I'm explaining what that is and how we are the Calvary. And then we're going to have a cameo appearance by a Jedi in training. So I'm going to give you a little mystery sandwich on that. So speaking of mystery sandwiches and mystery schools, my Ascension School is academyofdivinewisdom.com. You can get a hold of me there. And I also do, I have courses. I'm having one at the end of the month, I think January 30th, on time jumping and dimensional travel and the benefits of that. And I'll be going into actual exercises. And then uh, I do star readings, star origin, earth missions. But if you want, some people don't always want that. If you want just an evidential medium, you've had a lost a reading as well as a live path, you can go to southernbellmedium.com. And then please check out my, and subscribe to my Seeking Heaven channel. I have guests like Joan of Angels. She has two episodes and they're really great. 
Uh, I've had Neil Gar on there multiple times. He's terrific. Deborah um, and um, so many people you might recognize. And I try to make that a family community um, place that we can express ourselves. And I try to promote other star seeds and ascension leaders um, so people can be introduced to them because, you know, different people uh, gravitate to certain types of people. So feel free to do that. And then finally, I want to leave with a message that Yeshua left for me. And it's really pretty. And he, he talks prettier than me, I think. He's, he says, be the love you were created to be. And if we just did that, this would all come together. And I think that's what we're doing right now. So Deborah, thank you for being an amazing host and thank everyone. It's completely my honor being here with such an esteemed group of people. Thank you, Tamara, for all your gifts to the world. Wonderful. And Joan, so oh. topping off with your passion for what people can do. I can't help it because all of you guys excited me so much that <laughs> it really lifted me up and, and it really has. So I hope for all of you, it's lifted you up. And I think some of, you know, to, to top on what everyone is saying, this is a collective group. So the energy of this panel is more than one person. It's six of us, like really kind of digging, you know, in with each other and it lifts us higher and higher. So part of my recommendations is it's the company that you seek. It's where you're putting your attention. And, you know, I had this experience. In fact, I ran into him, this fortune teller years, years ago, 10 years ago, told me when he looked at my palm, he said, you know, you were supposed to be famous, but you took the wrong turn. Not to worry, it'll come back. But, you know, and I saw him again this weekend and I had to laugh. I went 10 years later and I'm on the right turn. And what is the right turn? The right turn happens when you listen to the voice of, of the divine, when you follow the guidance you receive, when you deliberately say no to the lower frequencies and you use your discernment to say, you know, I don't want to hang out with those people. They depress me. I think I'm going to go over to the Ascension panel or I'm going to come to the conference this weekend or I'm going to take that, that maybe it's a little bit more conscious thought but I have learned that when I pay attention and I say yes to the highest of directions I'm getting, it is it is taking me to the most outstanding places and it will take all of you as well. And so I'm speaking on Sunday and I'm speaking about really how to embody the presence of you yourself as a star being, how to really powerfully feel that within you with total certainty and clarity, clarity so that you're your whole physicalness emanates a high frequency. Then there's no doubt. And then and then things that don't belong in your field fall away. So I'll be speaking 9.15 Pacific time on Sunday morning, 9, 10, 11, 12, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. That's 5 p.m. in London. And God knows where it is in Hong Kong. But I can't wait to see you all. And Deborah, this is an outstanding panel. All of you guys, I'm happy to see you all. Phil, Akurda, Sandra, Walter. And you can find me. Everything is Joan of Angels, so I don't get confused. Joan of Angels. <laughs> Thank you, Joan, so much. And yes, this has been an incredible panel, very high-level information. Uh, but also what comes through is what we've all said is the heart and love. So for the end here, I'd like us to just pause 
and really connect with everyone that's listening now because we're we're all connected and we're all teachers and as Tamara said being in tribe is how we can really evolve together make this planetary ascension together so i'd like us to just ground into mother gaia to open up to all the galactics to all the ascended masters and open up our hearts and just really feel the love the acknowledgement the hope, the passion, and really feel the journey that we're on together because we are not alone. We have each other. We can find each other on amazing platforms like this. And people are waking up all over the world, waking up to love, waking up to this higher consciousness that we've been talking about, and waking up to a connection with our beloved higher cousins, the galactics that are here to share with us. They have been through the ascension process and they are here to teach us and support us if we ask, if we, if we show up, because it's really up to us. So with our hearts now, let's just touch every heart that is on live. And also this goes through the quantum field. So if you're listening to this replay, this heart energy is touching all of you right now because that's what happens in the quantum field. It's all happening now. So feel your heart expand and feel your heart receive and receive all the love from everyone. That's really the bottom line of, of what we're talking about. The ascension process is evolving into that love frequency, which is in the higher dimensions and coming from the miracles and the grace and the healing and the magic of that love frequency. So we thank all of you that are with us in this journey on this panel. And we celebrate all the inspiration and ahas that you've received by this amazing panel. And we deepen in the love and the knowing that all is well, and we are on the journey together, and it's about love. So thank you all so much, everyone, for being here now. Thank you, panelists. Thank you, everyone that's listening live or in the ethers in the replay. And we appreciate you all so much. Hello, Neil. Hello, hello. Thank you so much, Deborah. And so I'm just going to spend some time. Thank you, guys. I'm going to spend some time now just talking about the event. So, panelists, please just stick around if you want. But I'm going to go ahead and full screen myself and talk about the conference. So, thank you, guys. Thank you, Deborah, so much for this. Mm -hmm. All right. So, what we have coming up, everybody, is in two hours from now, we're actually going to be going into the last panel of today, which is the Extraterrestrial Experiencer panel. We had a good turnout for this one. Um, stick around. We'll be back at 8.30 Eastern, 5.30 Pacific for the Experiencer panel. We have Craig Campomboso. We have a few other people I don't remember right now, but we have like three or four people, and it's going to be the last panel. And if you're listening to the podcast, then go ahead and click the next episode. That will be this panel, that panel coming up. 
So I'm going to share my screen and just kind of um, share with you what we're in store for over the next few days. And then to end this off, I'm going to debut my new song with some cosmic backgrounds or we'll close it out with some, some cool music. All right, so here is the conference coming up tomorrow. It's a four-day event, and as I've been sharing quite a lot, you know, the intention for this is um, dubbing this next year as Galactic Origins Year, well, this year that we're in right now, the Galactic Origins Year, really just to take the narrative into a greater understanding that we're not alone in the universe. Who are these beings? So not only are we starting the year out with the infusion of, into the timeline of this information, right, literally infusing it with four days, five days if you include today, stop awareness but we're also doing this for free or by donation because it's so important you know in portal ascension we have no charge events we have paid events but some of the topics that are really like so important that they just need to get out we just do with no no charge or by donation like we did a two-day event on the truth of cancer you know those are the types of things that you, people need to know this stuff because it's time to really shift the paradigm so this event is one of those and it's January 12th, goes up until 15th. You can see some of the speakers here. Geraldine Orozco, Mary Rodwell, Phil Gruber, Rebecca Hardcastle, Sandra Walter, Stephanie Redfeather, Michelle Anderson, Elsa Dillon, Stone Hobbit, Tamara. So around 33 speakers. And the schedule is just kind of giving you all the info you need. We have around 1,300 people signed up right now. And my goal, I want to see if we could hit 2,000 by tomorrow, by like this time tomorrow, hit 2,000. And we're going to be live on like five different YouTube channels. We're going to be live on multiple Facebooks. And so not only are we going to have, if you want to join in the live webinar room, interact, be a part of the live experience, go ahead and sign up on portalsascension.org. And if you want to, um, you know, just tune in on one of our platforms, subscribe and click the notification bell on all the channels you're on right now and you'll get a notification when we're live. And this is gonna be four days in a row, but if you want unlimited replay access, you need to sign up at portaltoascension.org. So we're starting tomorrow, Friday. Tomorrow we have Marissa Starseeded, Flo Karuna, Coach Monarch, Rebecca Hardcastle, and Elsa Dillon. On the second day on Saturday, we have Stone Hobbit, Sandra Walter, Zoe Davenport, Bridget Rainey Holiday, Vox, who's gonna be doing some epic sound experiences for us, Joel Gruber and Craig Campobasso. Sunday, we have Joan of Angels, Athea Lightcoats, myself, Akurda is going to be there, Raquel Spring, Ben Carroll, Emily Gosh. And then we're going to close it out on Monday with Stephanie Bradfeather, Geraldine Orozco, Matthew John, Tamara, and Marie Rodwell. So that is the schedule. And when you sign up, you'll get access to the schedule as well. And since I have you, you know, um, Sandra Walter actually spoke about divine neutrality. And I just figured that's a perfect opportunity for us to promote a literal conference that we're calling divine neutrality conference that's coming up as well march 23rd we have the divine neutrality conference and that's i mean go back and listen to what sandra said really if you really want to know what that really represents or just go to our website under upcoming events click on divine neutrality and read this here and it's like how do we get to a place of stillness and not being emotionally triggered channeling our emotions in a beautiful way emotional maturity really that we come from a place of non-reaction when we see all these triggers in the world, when we see the chaos, when we see the atrocities, when we see what we perceive as evil. And when you're at that place of divine neutrality, we're able to make more informed decisions for ourselves and for how we want to act in the world. So just a quick plug on that. For all of you who are new to Portal Ascension, 
You can sign up on our website. You get hundreds of hours of free presentations just by signing up under the Watch Now page. You can check out so many different events under the upcoming events section. And you can check out our archives under the Ascension Academy, where we have literally hundreds of events here that we've done. You know, check it out, see what we have available. Because we are pretty much a one-stop shop for consciousness. So if you want to tune into any of that, please do. And um, we'd love to see you guys tomorrow for the Ultimate Star Beings event. Thank you so much for tuning in to Portal to Ascension Radio. Be sure to visit portaltoascension.org to access our extensive library of presentations and sign up for exclusive content. And connect with us on Instagram at Portal to Ascension. Now is the time that we've been waiting for, and we exist to assist in laying the foundation for a new world that works for the upliftment for all of humanity. Until next time, continue the quest, push the boundaries of your understanding, and we will all ascend to greater heights.